Hi there, my name is Pete. This is Social Distance Sir. Thank you very much for listening. Now, after yesterday's blockbuster Super Special Sunday Super Spreader, uh, this is going to be a shorty, but we're going to go straight back into Texas because over 62 million people in the United States have voted already or sent back their mail-in ballot thing. And um, Texas is on the is on the uh, map, right? The dude yesterday I was talking about, Dr. Richard um, Murray, thinks that it's in Biden's column. But we're hearing that Biden is not. A, a new poll came out today from the New York Times, and they do good polls, the New York Times. So, uh, so we've got to take them seriously, you know. And it shows that Trump is four points ahead in Texas, and it shows that uh, the um, a, an area of improvement for Biden is in the Latino vote, and uh, compared to Hillary Clinton, uh, Biden's Latino vote count is down from Clinton's in 2016. So, you know, we spoke last night about the suburbs and that Collin County north of Dallas being the key suburb. A million people live there, you know, and um, how this guy Richard um, Murray thinks that if Biden can get Collin County, then he's got the whole of Texas. But, you know, let's think about the Latino vote as well. Beto O'Rourke, who came very close to unseating Ted Cruz in uh, 2018, in Lost Point by 2.5%, he's calling for Biden to get his ass down to Texas. And here's old Beto saying exactly that saying exactly that. You know what, if, if Joe Biden comes to Texas and connects the dots for Latino voters who have been on the front lines of the cruelty of Donald Trump, 18,000 people have died in this state. My hometown of El Paso, 85% Mexican-American, is the hot spot in the country right now. That is a failure of leadership from Donald Trump and those who've been complicit and enabled him. For Joe Biden to come here, connect those dots, offer the alternative, will be so energizing, so catalytic for the voters of Texas, especially Latino voters. And again, in the most voter-suppressed state in the country, you're already seeing record turnout, and so much of that is fueled by black voters and Latino voters and voters in communities of color, precisely the ones that we're turning out today with the Texas Organizing Project. So this is Biden's state to lose. And we are doing our part here in Texas. We would love to see uh, Joe Biden come down here as well. So this is Biden's state to lose. I mean, Biden needs to get into Texas. But Kamala Harris is going to Texas on Friday and... Um, Biden is going to Georgia tomorrow, which is really good. And he's also going to Iowa in the next few days as well, which is really good as well, because it's all about expanding the map. Um, And I expect that he will go to Texas. He might end in Texas. I I wouldn't be that surprised if he ends in Texas. I have no idea. And I also am not too sure about how these... um, we, We found out last couple of days, the court documents showed that somebody had a plan to kill Joe Biden. He was arrested in May and, um, you know, he's, he had the weapons, he had loads of money, he had a fucking list. You know, don't write down your crimes for fuck's sake, like, you know, <laughs> kill, execute Joe Biden. It's probably going to get you in trouble. Um, 
uh, but also it's not the first time obviously you, you know the death threats this guy's um, receiving are obviously multiple because of the position that he uh, is about to uh, step into like it's not a close election you know so something has to go massively wrong for him to not become president of the United States in eight days time um, so I expect the security services are very you know kind of keeping a close eye on you know exactly what do we need to tell people before it happens yep and it's not just me making it up today for instance in his diary and all of the like kind of publicly announced he didn't have anything any um you know campaign stops uh, but he did do a campaign stop it was unannounced and he went to a um a, an office a campaign office in pennsylvania and he did a campaign stop but it was low-key like last minute you know these phone him up right he's here you know come in here so you do start to think are they just kind of trying to kind of you know close things down a little bit for biden because he is on the precipice now of um you know being the most powerful person on the planet um but having said that i would be surprised if he doesn't go for Texas, they're obviously going for Texas because you don't send Kamala Harris there for nothing. Do you know what I mean? And they're 80% of people um, of the 2016 number have already voted in Texas, either in person or, uh, you know, mail-in ballot. 80%, yeah? So that's good. So we've got, an, well, sorry, it's 82%. It was 80% yesterday, 82%. I don't know when. I said by Wednesday but maybe it won't be by Wednesday because only up, you know, a couple of percent. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that go. A couple of, um, yeah, percent, that's right. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but we do want to see, you know, strong, bold, uh, you know, uh, aggressive campaigning from the Biden campaign in these next eight days, yep. Because on the other side, we've got Trump who's doing three rallies a day. And I don't think, no matter how many rallies a day he does, I don't think he's in with a fucking chance at this election, to be honest, because he's got so much defending to do, yeah? But just in terms of optics, it, put, it doesn't, uh, you know, help, if you like, that Trump is doing three rallies a day and Biden is turning up at a campaign office for, you know, like half an hour and then, you know, fucking off and going home. Like, he's got nothing else to prepare for. Obviously, there's probably our briefings and our, you know, kind of uh, uh, things that he, of course, like, you know, he's a busy man, you know, but, you know, there's no other big um, public event that we're waiting for. We've had all of the debates and now it is all to do with getting everyone excited and getting the vote out as much as possible. And the vote is getting out as much as possible. More Democrats at the moment that affiliate themselves um, as Democrats in those few vote. There's only 20 places that ask you, 20 states that ask you, and more Democrats are voting than Republicans. But mainly that's because of mail-in ballots. They've got 12 million people that have called themselves Democrats there's 12 million outstanding mail-in ballots that they need to get back within a week. They've already got back 11 million, so I'm sure they're all going to do it next week, you know, or starting today, yeah? But, uh, you know, there's lots and lots to play for, and we want to see bold, strong, expansive 
campaigning in the next eight days and lead, uh, you know, kind of go into um, election night saying, yeah, I am focusing on, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Florida, um, you know, uh, the other, where else, North Carolina. But I'm also going for Georgia. I'm also going for Texas. I'm also going for Iowa. I'm also going for Ohio. You know, you want to kind of basically do everything you can to fucking swamp the map as much as you can. Thank you very much. I run to the shop. Bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, astound your friends. Everything you want to hear about. The greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. Four times a week and it is free. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and an omnibus on Sundays. Fucking great and So 55 Tory MPs, some of them anonymously, have um, signed a letter, written a letter to Sausage Johnson. Now, these are MPs that are, for the majority of them, newly elected in the north of England, that historically has been Labour territory. And um, newly elected in, uh, you know, December, so not even a year ago, And they're coming under intense criticism from their constituents because of the free school mills debacle, whereby, uh, what's his name, Marcus Rashford is calling for free school mills to be sorted, basically, and the government being a bunch of fucking Tories about it. And this bunch of fucking Tories, unfortunately, live in the North. (laughs) And people in the North are like, fucking listen to Marcus, you fucks. So anyway, these uh, dudes are calling for Sausage Johnson to, uh, like, you know, publish, well, fucking, first of all, think of one, and then publish a plan to get out of the tears, yeah? We've got to get out of the tears. And, um, well, I mean, there is no plan, you know. But this is interesting. It's a new uh, kind of um, line of um, Tory pressure on him. Because the pressure up until now has been for him to basically kind of not do much, you know. The scientists are saying you've got to do more. In fact, the scientists, you know, in 20th of 21st of um, September, what it was, wherever it was, Sage was saying, we've got to have a circuit break now, you know, now, now, now. And we still haven't had a fucking circuit break in England, you know, even though it's half term now. And so that opportunity has been missed, which is fucking great, you know. And by the way, on that, expect it to go fucking mad in schools next week because all of these kids are mixing with, you know, let's go see Nan, let's go do this, let's go see this, let's go see this guy, let's go see this guy. And then they're coming back into the schools. So, let, uh, you know, COVID-19 is going to rip through schools in the next couple of weeks because 
there is no circuit break kind of keeping them away from each other for a little bit longer after half term. Um, but anyway, so Saucy Johnson has always had that pressure from the, you know, the kind of Tim Witherspoon's bunch of the Tory party who are like, well, no, 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 you can't do the lockdown in any way. You can't close this. You can't close that. You know, we've got to balance lives with livelihoods, which is obvious bullshit. And, you know, we all know that it's a load of old bollocks, but that's what they say. But now we've got these guys saying, well, we are in tier three. How the fuck are we going to get out of tier three then? Okay, what's your plan? And there is no plan. So he's going to have to come up with some plan. They're also saying you've got to create your own little fucking, you know, call it whatever you like, like the Northern Investment Plan or whatever. But we need proper money here because these people, basically the north of England has been fucked over, like for generation after generation after generation, fucked over by um, Thatcher, fucked over massively by austerity, you know. And now... Because, well, you know, lots of reasons, but partly because um, of Boris Johnson, partly because of Brexit, partly because of Corbyn, um, loads of these seats, now for the first time, like ever, are Tory seats, you know? <laughs> so, and now these Tories are like, oh, fucking great. Oh, it's nice living here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, this is great. I like this fucking pressure. Well, let's write a letter to the sausage. So that's interesting, isn't it? Now, anyway, back to the United States. <laughs> 60 minutes, uh, Biden was looking in the lens, like some Rudolph Valentino, getting us all to fall in love with him, and yes. But they only had 16 million viewers, which apparently is a lot, but it doesn't seem a lot to me. There's like fucking 350 million people in the States, yeah? So 16 million, that doesn't sound like a lot to me, but apparently it's a good deal for 60 minutes. Right, anyway, I promise you a shorty, and this is where it's gonna get... Uh, next show is Wednesday. Let's see how we all are doing. Let's hope we're walking between the raindrops. Please do. Please do. Remember all the basics. It's going up everywhere. It's going up in fucking everywhere, man. Everywhere in Europe. Every fucking place. This stupid fucking virus. Uh, right, let's think. What should we think of? An octopus. I've been putting this off as this Netflix thing. My octopus teacher. Is that about an octopus? I guess it must be. And um, I love the OA, big fan of the OA. I love the OA. It's one of the best programs ever made. And the octopus seen in that was fantastic. So let's think of an octopus and let's hope that one day we get to understand the world. Even just for, not even a day, I mean, a day would probably be too much, but just a slither, like a moment, you know, a couple of seconds, we get to see the world through... um, an octopus's uh, point of view. Yes. One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Um, thank you so much for listening. It's, you know, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed. Uh, if you want to email me, then please do. Uh, social distance podcast at gmail.com if you want to tell Susie that you'll like the show or oh, fucking Susie I'll love the show or you know Bernard if, do you know anyone called Bernard if you do know someone called Bernard you now actually have to tell them that you like the show and these are all very kind of you know like English names but you know fucking tell Carlos as well for fuck's sake right alright take care see you later bye